listening to a podcast from The National. The places we work. The locations that have become synonymous with the industries that they represent. From the advertising mad men of New York's Madison Avenue to the Savile Row tailors of London's, well, Savile Row. You can think of many places that have become intertwined with the professions in which they were inhabited by. As society has evolved and technology has advanced, with digital nomads and the virtual office becoming the latest trends, does it matter what the dress is on our business card? Well, I think for many people these days, whether you're in a co-working space, a closed traditional office, or an open plan newsroom, like we are here in Abu Dhabi at The National, where you work is where you spend the vast majority of your week, and it can be very important. So what are the trends at the moment that are influencing the kind of places that companies establish themselves in and the kind of environments and offices that are becoming paramount in this modern business world? Well, to find out, I caught up with the CEO of the Europe, Middle East, India and Africa of ServeCorp, the serviced offices and IT outsourcing business. His name is Tane Mufarij. And he explained to me the ins and outs of the current trends that are going on in terms of working spaces. Uh, so, Tane, thanks for being with us. Um, it's a pleasure to talk to you and, and to learn a little bit more about Surfcorp, the company. Um, the, maybe for our, our listeners there who, who perhaps aren't necessarily 100% familiar with the company, can you tell me a little bit about what Surfcorp actually does? Sure. Um, what are you providing? Um, thanks, Mustafa. Um, it's really nice to be here. Um, Surfcorp's been in business for 40 years. Um, everybody thinks that a co-working in shared workspace is a new idea, but we've been doing it for a long time. Uh, we've been in this region for about 20 years. And what we do is provide um, at, at the uh, at one end, we provide office space for our clients, shared office workspace, and provide them all the infrastructure they need to be able to operate their business in any one of our 160 locations around the world. And we've got 36 locations in the region. So that means we provide them with everything, obviously an office, but we answer the phone for them. We provide them with broadband internet access, whatever they need from an IT communications network perspective, we provide it to them. We have people on the ground, secretaries and uh uh, people to help them on a day-to-day basis so they can focus on their business and make it successful. Um, on the other side of that, we have virtual offices, which is where we the clients don't actually take an office, but they can use our address, we'll answer their phone, and they have access to our global network around the world. The third product is co-working and, and hot desks, where you basically just can rent a desk for a period of time for a, on a month-to-month basis and, and run your business from, from our location. Um, and again, you have access to all of the Surfcorp um, infrastructure that makes your life easy. And at the very start, um, we have 40,000 clients who, who all uh, use our services um, uh, worldwide, and we've created a, an, an online platform for our 40,000 clients to talk and work to each other, and that's called the community, where you can just have access to this closed business community, uh, which provides forums, provides education uh, around business, um, uh, they organise functions, um, it really is just us harnessing the power of our communication uh, of our of our community online through an online platform. 
So picking up on the, you were talking about the co-working spaces. So in the last few years, there's been a bit of a change in terms of the way we work and the way companies set themselves up. Obviously, we've had a lot of startups, a big movement in the tech space, and this idea of, um, you know, that all you need is a desk, a chair uh, to kind of get your company going. Um, and, And it kind of seems tempting in this sort of social media world to, to, to really just look at that. So you companies like WeWork um, have, have come through in the last few years and have taken up a lot of space around the world. But for ServeCorp, you've been kind of doing this for a long, long time where you're providing a, a, a space that a company doesn't have to own or take a long-term lease on and providing them with a place to do business, both in this region and around the world. So d- d- is it kind of ironic that people have kind of said, we've invented this when it come, when they come up with WeWork and co-working spaces? Yeah, look, it, it is. It is ironic. Um, having said that, Mustafa, we're loving the, this change. I mean, it's massive. The shared workspace, co-working space has been a niche part of the commercial property industry for a very long period of time. Um, right now, it's exploding all around the world. Uh in London in 2017, 20% of all uh, commercial leases were to shared workspace co-working providers. Um, right now um, in, in, in Europe, um, about 6 to 8% of all leasing space is now shared workspace. Years ago, it was, it was less than 1%. Um, it, is, it is ironic, um, uh, but also, it, it, it gives us a really fantastic marketing opportunity to explain that we've been around for 40 years, um, that we've been in the region for, for almost 20 years now, and we have a fantastic business model that um, we've developed over a long period of time. We just haven't sprung up out of nowhere that actually helps our businesses uh, our clients' businesses succeed because we provide them with all the infrastructure, as you said, that they need. Um, and our business model has been successful because we've made our clients' businesses succeed. Um, and that's um, so we're loving the opportunity that there's so much noise around our space at the moment. We've gone from being a niche inside a niche market to being a niche player um, in uh, what is now a, a massive part of the commercial property industry globally. It's grown around you uh, very, very fast, as you quite rightly point out. I mean, my my own experience with ServCorp and, and, and companies similar to that has been that if you're a new entrant in a marketplace or a country, let's say the UAE or Dubai, and you're not sure how the business is going to go over the next two years, rather than committing to a huge commercial space for your office, you'll come to ServCorp and say, let me put two, three people in a serviced office. Um, we'll look professional. We'll also have support even in terms of visas and and other kind of services that need to be done. I don't have to worry about broadband internet or having a receptionist. It's all taken care of. Plus, for the soft aspect of it, my staff will feel like they're going to a nice place to work. You know, and for people coming into the UAE, I think 15 years ago, 10 years ago, uh, they, as they were building new office space, not everyone wanted to go straight into Deira or Bur Dubai, but wanted to go into the new newer areas where I assume you guys were setting up, right? Yeah. Um, and you tend to pick uh, top locations. Is when you talk about your your segment, correct? You, you don't. It has to be a, a top address, right? Absolutely. I mean, that was a really good description, Mustafa. And you really understand what what our product is and 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 how how we um, are now differentiating what we're doing. I mean, for us, for us, from a SurfCorp perspective, we're only in premium locations, as you said, and we do provide that full infrastructure to um, to our clients to allow them to just focus on making their business a success. Um, 
and uh, and that, that that is how our model will continue. We have pivoted our model though to the co-working right. experience. So our, our our offices are a lot, a lot more open. Um, it's a lot more comfortable environment. Um, one of the things that's been a big change in this industry is is the design lead and the way in which the work places and spaces are put together and we've made that change so when you walk into a surf corp office now it's a comfortable easy environment so to instead work of in. lots of glass cubicles it's open now is that Look, how it works it's not it's it's not all all open um yeah, but there is a lot more open space and there's a lot more of a community feel to it but once you get past that, we have again the well, not I mean, it's a very important part of what you need to do. But once you look at what the infrastructure offer is that we provide you to we provide to our clients, again, we believe it really is that superior offer that makes their business life easy. What we're finding in in the is in the industry at the moment is there's a real focus on that design led part of it. And as you said, it's easy to put chairs and ping pong table and a coffee machine yeah. in a space and call it a co-working space. Um, but or, it's, or it's more about the mentality and the atmosphere rather than the football or ping pong table. It is, and and I think it's it's about um, creating an environment where people can share ideas, and and that, and that's a great that's a great story in itself. Um, how we differentiate ourselves, in, in, and, and we don't think there's anybody else in the marketplace who's providing the same level of tools that let our clients concentrate on their business. And at the same time, as I said, in the community um, that we have online, once you're a surf court client, you have access to to to, to the, the the forty thousand clients worldwide. You can you can share ideas, you can organise forums, you can go out to a qualified um, business audience and 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 talk about what you're doing and so we're finding what we've what we've aimed to do and and we're, we're seeing real success in in the new locations that we're opening and as we upgrade our old floors that we've we've created this nice mix the, what we're kind of calling the perfect ecosystem for small businesses, for entrepreneurs, for entrepreneurs, but all the way up to large corporates because we can give them that infrastructure to be able to work in this more open kind of environment. And at the same time, if they need to take an office and they need somewhere to work privately, mm -hmm. then they can go and take that space. I mean, I I've, was really keen to talk to you because I, I find your business at the moment quite fascinating. You from again from my experience uh, I, I sort of thought there were sort of two categories for um, the kind of company that would take some offices one would be potentially the representative office of a big company again as they enter a market and they build the business maybe they only ever have one or two people forever because it's literally representing a big name there um, and so rather than committing to any kind of office space and infrastructure they, they're able to use what you provide but then I think of the number of guys who left investment banking or consulting and then up their own boutique shops and they immediately for their clients want a nice address don't they they want to be able to say i'm in emirates towers or i'm in another kind of location wherever they are in the world and so they will come to surf corp at the beginning yes but then eventually as their business takes off they graduate and they might have offices in another building that, that are their own with the proper infrastructure however off the back of um a sort of broader upheaval in the economy in the region related to the oil prices. Um, we've also had this emergence of the we were kind of co-working space, this whole idea of, you know, that's what people want. I, I see it as like people went to Starbucks for ages and then finally decided, you know what, I think I want to work somewhere that isn't a coffee shop, but I don't necessarily want to be in a, you know, a proper office anymore. And we can bring in the whole aspects of millennials and social media and all these kind of factors that are showing how we're changing in society. But you guys are just sort of looking at how this is going 
And perhaps I'm wondering whether your guys who traditionally would then graduate are not graduating anymore. That they are saying, you know what, we want to keep this model. We want to stay in this kind of. I don't know. I don't know what to describe it. Sort of more relaxed. Look, I think atmosphere is that what, what, it is? what you're describing is the disruption that's happening in the way that people are working all around the world, and I think that people are looking for ways in which they um, uh, uh, can work in in a much more comfortable and open environment, but at the same time have the infrastructure that they need to to run a profitable business, and um, and I think that. Again, that's what our focus is on. It's about through this range um, from the entrepreneur and the entrepreneur and the imagineers who are looking for a space to share their ideas. Um, you know, we think we're providing that space for them. I mean, um, it may, we're, we're, we may not be for everybody, but what we say to our clients and when they come in starting at that really entry level is, look, we will give you the infrastructure that you need to let you focus on what you're doing. Um, we will make sure that we give you, while it may not be as formal um, as it used to be, you'll still have that professional image in the way you run your business. But definitely that mid-segment of people who graduate or people who have come down from large corporates and want to be in a more casual kind of consulting environment and are able to generate enough revenue to run successful businesses, that's a massive part of, of, of what we're doing and the way we're seeing the business evolve. Not only that, what we're also seeing is big corporates are not taking as much space as they used to take because in some cases, in some of the larger corporations, particularly in the big um, accounting and law firms, a third of their workforce are now flexible. And so rather than taking, say, 20,000 square metres in, in, a, in, in a building in Dubai or, or in London, they're only taking 10,000 square metres and they're saying to the landlord, you need to have uh, a shared workspace and a co-working space in the building so that our people can come and use that space. So um, you know, we're working very closely with landlords and building owners on how we work with them to provide them with this kind of space around the world. More business extra in just a moment, but first allow me to tell you about The National's other podcasts. Beyond the Headlines takes a deeper dive into the biggest news from the week with a distinct Middle Eastern point of view. An extra time from our esteemed sports desk is the best place to chat about the English Premier League and more. Subscribe to both shows as well as this one on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your audio content. As always, you can find us at thenational.ae. I'm Mustafa Rawi and this is the Business Extra podcast. I'm talking to Tyne Mufarij, CEO of Europe, Middle East, India and Africa at Servcorp, about the changing and evolving trends in where we work today. I mean, it was a seller's market for a long time, particularly in the UAE when the, the economy was booming. And probably the conversations of between Servcorp and these prestigious addresses would have been, you know, probably one way. This is my price. Take it. So now, from what you're saying, I, I hear that the, the conversation is a lot more dynamic and flexible with landlords. It is a lot more dynamic and flexible with landlords, and it's also a lot more dynamic and flexible with governments and, and with administrations all, all around the world. I mean, they're looking for ways in which we can all work together to try and encourage people to come in and work in these countries, in, 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 in these environments. And they're looking to us and the landlords to work out how we pivot to, to, to deal with this massive change in the way that people are working. Um, you know, for, for me personally, as someone who's been working in the industry for 20 years uh, or longer, um, 
it's it's a fascinating time, and and what's exciting for us is we are right in the middle of this. Uh, we, we 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 are trying to work out how we we deal with it in the best way that we can. Again, what's surprising us is that um, most of uh, of the industry is focusing on just leasing the space and and trying to make their business work through the arbitrage. Yeah. Um, there doesn't seem to be a focus on providing real services to. Um, their clients. A lot of the co-working spaces and some of the big new entrants call themselves, you know, they're IT focused, but they're not providing services. What they're doing is using their community to to share yeah. ideas and provide services to each other. And, and you know, l- like we were talking about before, off air, are doing deals with different companies to be able to provide those services to their clients. We do that through our community, but what we, what we do additionally is provide that real commercial infrastructure. So we have receptionists, we have broadband internet access that's all on one global network. So wherever you wherever you travel to SurfCorp, you have access to all of our facilities online. You basically walk in, in our new locations, you walk into a SurfCorp floor with your phone, you put it on a beacon, it sets up your phone for whatever location you, you started in at SurfCorp. It opens up access to our wireless network, our secure wireless networks. I mean, really that infrastructure um, and that seamless customer experience that we're providing to our clients, it just, again, just seems to be different. So that's how we're differentiating what we're doing. And and we're still playing with the model and we're still playing with the ecosystem, but we're really confident the direction we're heading in is fantastic. And that, as I said before, we can just differentiate what we do in what is becoming a massive market. But I imagine you're having to be hyper-vigilant in this way because there's a real risk of your margins getting squeezed between, you know, the the customer that's got more options, you know, thinking that they can shop around. Yes. The landlords potentially, and this is a good thing, I guess, uh, accepting that they have to charge less too. But then how, you know, this, this... key thing here is differentiating what you provide yes. that allows you to, to keep the, those margins that you need to be able to provide yes. those extra comforts, if you like, that Look, people are looking for. Right? And, and, and we need to be able to, to, to differentiate and explain to our clients that what we do from a total cost of ownership perspective is a lot cheaper than either one, doing it yourself, or two, going into a shared workspace space and then having to get your own telephone, hire an extra person, put in uh, broadband internet access and and scale it up as your business grows. All of these things that we provide straight away you know, we we are able to explain, or we hope we are able to to explain why why it's important to their business. Now, again, it may not be for everybody, but in our view, anybody who wants to grow their business and 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 wants to uh, um, be be successful and profitable needs to be able to have access to these um, infrastructural tools, so they can focus on on their business and selling. Yeah. Again, there are going to be lots of people who are really just happy to sit in a space and and share ideas and, and work together and 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 sit in and and have access to an unsecure wireless. Um, uh, uh, well, that's the Starbucks. Network. That's the Starbucks thing, isn't it? But really? as you said, I thought it was really good what you said before. Is, is what the co-working is a progression from working in a coffee shop or working from home to being in a space where you can share ideas and you can be in a more corporate, for what of a better word, or more of a, of a more business. structured. Yeah, I that's place, a more structured right. environment, and that's what the push. That, that's that's the big push that we've seen. We've just always taken it to that next yeah. step, to that next level, and. 
And what we're seeing is the fact that we've spent that time and we've invested over $100 million in the in, in the infrastructural offers that we provide to our clients. And again, all of those offers are based on what the clients have wanted. This has been an evolution over 40 years. We just haven't gone, here you go. You, you need a broadband access and be able to build a network as you want. This is what our clients have asked us for. Um, and we think it's a difference. I mean, I guess there's a, there is a, there are a couple of soft things here that work both ways. One is that the whole co-working space thing, sort of, in an ideal world, um, you're surrounded by like-minded people. You humans are clustering in the same way that it used to be all about buildings clustering where people worked on the same industries, whether it was media or tech or otherwise, you know, think of media city, internet city here. But now it's, we want to cluster on a more localized level where if I'm a, if I'm a coder working on um, social media apps or apps for Facebook, then I want to be surrounded by other coders doing the same thing. Um, but then, so that's that's one aspect where the, I guess the WeWork guys are kind of saying, well, that's what we provide. But then on the other side, there's a certain prestige and status attached to where you're located and your office space. And, and, and you guys were working at that end of the market very much so before all of this disruption anyway, yes. which was very quickly have the prestigious address that you can put on your business card um, so you don't feel embarrassed when people ask you, where are you working? Now- um, also entered in the middle of all of this was the a downturn in an economy. And in this region, most recently related to falling oil prices and lower government spending in certain countries and a lot of pressure, then suddenly people start saying, well, where can I save the most money? And that says, maybe I need to move to a cheaper location. But then that doesn't, that doesn't always come in as cost effective because you then have to set up somewhere else. Are you cutting staff? Are you reducing your headcount? Um, maybe you're better off staying in a smaller location. So all these conversations are happening over a two, three-year period. And meanwhile, as we were saying before, you've got this whole trend of co-working spaces. It seems to me there's a lot of confusion. One isn't necessarily solving the other problem, but people are using the co-working as a solution to solve their cost problems or their efficiency problems. Well, what co-working really provides is flexibility. And I think that that's the first step in, in all of this, is people are, are, are no longer want to sign a three, five, ten-year lease, as you said before. It's about flexibility and having a look at what their options truly are. At the same time, they want to work out a way, as you said, in which they can work as cheaply and as efficiently as they possibly can. I mean, we still believe, as, as we you've discussed, that the address is, is still important. People still want to be in a prestigious location. So we will continue on that road and we will open in only the best buildings in the cities that we're in. But what we will provide for them is a lot more flexibility, even in the way that we work and in the services that we provide to our clients. Um, it's there is a lot of confusion out there. There is a lot of money being spent. We love it when when people say there's no impediment to entering into the co-working and shared workspace space. Um, because they're wrong? Because they're not wrong. I mean, anybody can sign a lease. You then just got to pay your rent. And so as a provider of a co-working and, share, and shared workspace space, if you're not generating enough revenue, you're going to close because no matter what happens, we as the, as the suppliers of that are still – um, are, st are still dictated to by the old system. We're still signing long-term leases and we're still taking the risk for our clients. The question is, how do you generate revenue in order to keep your 
um, a co-working and shared workspace business alive. We think there's going to be a lot of casualties in this space. At the same time, the momentum behind the change from, again, from your, your startups and, and, and entrepreneurs to your big, massive multinational, big four accounting firms, massive law firms, all of these guys moving to more flexible workspace means there is so much more momentum as demonstrated just by the take-up, as I said, in London. Mm. And there are so many opportunities for companies like us to open in the spaces where the trend is not while, – while while there's a lot of talk around it, there's not as much action around it because people are still a little bit unsure of what's happening in this region from a geopolitical perspective. Um, whereas we've been here for 20 years. We know the demand is here. We're going to keep going and growing. Um, the European market is also very stagnant and very old school. Um, there's a lot of uh, small – um, shared workspace and co-working companies that were called serviced offices and virtual offices in the past. And now they're tapping and, into the trend. And now they're tapping into the trend. Yeah. But again, they don't have the infrastructure that they we have. They don't have the global network that they have. They don't have the 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 the, the seamless customer experience that once you're a member of Surfcorp in one location, you have access to all of our locations elsewhere. Um, we think there's amazing opportunity for us in Europe. There's also great opportunities for us in Africa because it's really just starting to go crazy there and we're also looking very closely at India. I mean you look after Middle East, India, Africa. Yes. And and Europe. And Europe. Okay, I didn't know Europe as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um why not all the world, team? Well, um I'm being I'm being for No, no, no. It's 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 uh I have a very small ego and and really I'm just happy doing taking the opportunity that we see here. As a business, we've decided that this part of the world is where the real opportunity is and so we're really building um real infrastructure um, and uh, institutionalizing our business. So even even though there's uh, the economy isn't growing like it once was and you're not having loads of new businesses compared to before, relatively speaking, coming in and setting up, um, has, has you're seeing the opportunity because of the trend for the co-working or, or sort of is, is there a broader fundamentals at play that Look, are exciting you about this region? Oh, it's both. Really, I mean, I think that um, certainly our sector is having double, more than double-digit growth every year. Um, again, as in the, the, the as service, in the shared, off, the shared workspace, service okay. office space is growing massively. I mean, India last year alone, the industry grew twenty-four percent. Now, starting from a very low, right. low base, but um, there's been a massive. Do growth. you include the co-working in that growth? Absolutely. So, so there is. Uh, and, and uh, bear with me here. There is the possibility that, that some of that growth could go away if some people who think that the co-working is a bubble, yes. if that bursts, then some of that growth will, will be taken away too. Again, we think we've got a different model. We think we, we can differentiate what we're doing. We're not going to open 2,000 centers across the world in two years. Our business has in the past grown organically. That's how we've been successful over 40 years. We look very carefully at what we do. This is not a land grab by us. This is about us strategically growing our business in the markets where we believe there's growth. And strategically, and Saudi Arabia is one of those markets? Saudi Arabia is, 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 in fact, the whole region here is, is, is big for us. We are the largest supplier of shared workspace and co-workspace in Saudi Arabia. We've been there... Um, uh, we were one of the first in Saudi Arabia, but we've really got to understand the market. We believe that there is um, great opportunities for us, particularly in Riyadh at the moment. Um, and but we are growing. We, we will grow through throughout the whole country, and we think 
um, as they look to open up. Um, not only that, the structures around ease of entry for business we think is going to change, and we think everything points to um, to to Saudi being a great market for us. I mean, obviously there are geopolitical risks, but everything that we see is 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 that it's heading in the right direction. We still see the UAE as a, as a market for us to grow slowly, and and again we're very well established here, and we'll continue to, to grow. But in the rest of the the, the um the uh, in the rest of the region, the Middle East, we, we've just opened a new location in Beirut, which is just going fantastic with the new model and the co-working space is really exceeding all of our expectations. Uh, wherever we've opened the new model and the more open kind of space, um, we've seen a big jump in, in sales and, 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 and um, globally we're seeing that the ecosystem that we're building is, is, is working. While this will be a, from our from, from from in the past quite an aggressive expansion plan for us um, we do just take it a step at a time and 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 we do we will look after our shareholders and we will make sure that we get the returns that that, that we promise um, as we have done in in our 40 years of existence so but the time is right the market is right for us to take advantage of this and we believe again that the trends and 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 the strengthening of the economies through Europe um, not all of them but 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 overall we think it's a great opportunity for us I mean as well. I've, I've um from you were telling me again before we started recording that you you full time moved to the UAE in January. Uh, yes. So that me that's a pretty big commitment to this region. Yes. Following yes. on from what you were saying, not just this region, but also Africa and India and 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 the the, the wider opportunities that are going on. Um, and so, is the ge your geographical location here a conscious uh, part of that plan to sort of really focus on on growing the business. Absolutely. I mean, my role is, as I said, is to put some real infrastructure in behind what we're doing in this region and grow it as as, as a majorly important part of what we're we're doing. We want to double our, our size here in the next couple of years. Our business is very strong through Asia, through Southeast Asia um, and through Japan. We're the biggest supplier of this space in Japan. Uh, we have uh, almost 30 locations in the US. We started in Australia. Um, we've got 20 odd locations through um, China. Um, this is this is the next step for us to grow our business here, and as and and I'm here to and, and growing a team. Having said that, we've got a fantastic team that's been um, many of the people have been with us for over 10 years in the region, um, and and off the, the basis of the strong team and the strong performance that we've had with strong growth in this region, we'll we'll grow our business. Now, Servcorp is you were saying you have shareholders. Um, you're listed in in Australia, yes, um, but you're. Pretty much a family business. Um, just under forty years ago, started by Alf. Yeah, by um, my dad, yep. Farage, right? And so you're the second generation. You I and am. your brother. Yes. Um, your brother is the CEO. Um, no, Marcus is the COO. Okay. Alf is still the CEO. Okay. He's uh, uh, seventy-seven years old and still going strong. He's fitter than everybody in this room. Um, he's the he's he's the he's still in charge. Then. He's absolutely still in charge. But you, um, but you've had this succession because of the of the listing. So it's interesting because in this region, there are a lot of family businesses that had looked at IPOs, for example, as, as a, a succession strategy yes. to keep the business going. So have there been advantages from that public listing for, on the one hand, ensuring the succession and the success of the company, but then also balancing that with retaining the family element of the essence of, of the business? Yes, absolutely. I think that... Um We've grown our business organically, um, even though we're a publicly listed company, and we, we listed 20 years ago in Sydney. Um, but we've grown our business organically. 
um, we see the current market as an opportunity for us to uh, be a little bit more aggressive in the way that we grow. Um, we've looked at, at at this as an opportunity to, while the family um, is still in control of of, of, of the, the, the public listed company in Australia, but of course we are a public listed company, so we meet all the obligations we're required to um, under that uh, status, I suppose, um, where we are looking at, at how we um, and what the opportunities are in this region to to grow a, a little bit faster. And, and with that comes a requirement to ensure that our business is, is sustainable and scalable and around that strategy, um, we're, we're, we're building a succession plan, not just for, for the family, but for the business as a whole. I mean, we just see this opportunity as a massive opportunity for us. And if we don't um, ensure that our business runs like a proper uh, uh, institutionalised business, because that's the size that we're getting to now, then, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not going to be sustainable. This was an episode of the Business Extra podcast focused on the working space. I hope you've enjoyed it. You can read our fuller coverage as always on the national.ae. Thank you for listening. I'm Mustafa Rawi and join us again next week.